Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I am your host, sports historian Lex Anderson. What can I say? 2-8-24. The Kobe Bryant statue unveiled earlier today in Crypto.com Arena. The pose picked by Kobe himself. His wife, Vanessa Bryant, says to the fans that don't like it, who gives a shit? And I agree with that because people always got something to say. And it's kind of funny. Even on social media, there was a meme of the various poses that people thought would be the Kobe statue pose. And not one of them had the 81 point pose. They had the jersey pop, the fadeaway the all-star game dunk. And again, not the slam dunk contest dunk, the NBA all-star game dunk. Back in the days, I'm sure a lot of people probably don't even remember this or grew up watching this, but sometimes for the all-star games, the players would wear their own team jersey. Team jerseys, excuse me. But thanks to commercialism and capitalism, we are now blessed to watch the players play in these ugly-ass jerseys that, you know, outside of the Jordan era, are pretty ugly and not fashionable at all. But I will be making a TikTok on that matter. You can follow me on TikTok, Sports Opinion Log, YouTube, Sports Opinion Log, on the gram, sports.opinion.log. And of course... If you're watching this live, the podcast link is in the bio. Going too soon, Kobe Bryant, but the Lakers continue to do and make things right. One of three statues of Kobe will be made to adorn the front of Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as Staples Center, which was known as the house that Kobe Bryant built. And I am happy with that. But I'm not all that happy because I still miss Kobe Bryant being here on earth with us. Every day I think of Kobe Bryant in some way, shape, fashion, or form, be it Mamba mentality or even creating content, putting in the work, keep moving, not taking time for granted, be it the time that I take to create the content or the time that I have with the friends and family that I have. And of course, the connection would be lost because Optimum is a joke. I should probably request a refund for at least a day or two because it's always conking out on some garbage nonsense. But anyway, I digress. Back to what I was saying. So many memories of Kobe. When he passed, I cried every day for over two weeks. There was an article written by a person of color. I forget the article, but he talked about himself as a man and him, him crying too. And then you realize, yeah, you would cry when... You literally watched someone grow up before your very eyes. When you watch someone play 
20 years with your favorite team and you stayed up day in, night out, especially being a five-time champion, I think that people tend to forget about the effort that it takes to be a sports fan, especially if your team is on the West Coast. You're staying up late till the clock hits all zeros, and then even after the game, you're still trying to see highlights. (laughs) Oh, boy. And, you know, the sad part is that I see women on social media I see women on social media. Yes, thank you, Bienvenido, and welcome to the live. And, you know, the sad part is that I see women bashing men on social media. Can't a man have anything to enjoy for himself? There's no harm in taking in a game, watching your favorite team win championships on the West Coast, and then you're watching highlights and you know that you probably going to only sleep three or four hours before you get ready to go to work. But guess what? You do it because you love the game. And you get up the next morning and you're energized because you're riding off the adrenaline that your team got that playoff win, that finals win, secured the championship. And you could wear your gear the next day in the streets of wherever you live, the town, the neighborhood, the village. You could go to work and talk trash to your coworkers. You could potentially celebrate uh, with a fan that you have something in common with. That's the joy. That's the love. But I also realize that women hate to see men happy and will do anything to bash them on social media. (laughs) You know, sidebar real quick. Uh, I find it funny, like, let's say during the pandemic 2020, between 2020 and 2022, there were these posts about um, sex dolls or sex robots, right? Sex dolls or sex robots. And, you know, all the women, you know, uh, in the comments, bashing men, right? Bashing men, you know, like, again, it's on Twitter, which I will not acknowledge as X because X is stupid. And it's an ugly logo. Um, And, you know, women just saying disparaging, hateful things, mean things towards men. But yet on Twitter, it is filled with these OnlyFans girls who satisfy themselves with plastic. Right? Like, on Twitter, you don't see a man engaging with a sex robot. But all over Twitter, there are women teasing men to join their OnlyFans by engaging sexually with plastic molds and other things. And every so often I have to always, you know, say this content isn't for me and remove it because someone's always retweeting it. But who's the real perverts out here, huh? Who's the real sexual deviants, right? You're trying to get people to your OnlyFans, so you're writing a mold talking about, I wish this could be you. Join my OnlyFans. (laughs) Oh my God, people are pathetic. Well, you know, uh, the people who are pathetic are the men who are like, oh yes, let me sign up for your OnlyFans. Oh my God. But hey, this is... I'm not going to say this is the future because it's honestly pretty bleak and depressing, 
But uh, this is where we are in society, right? So anyway, back to Kobe and his memory and social media, what it takes to be a sports fan. Like, it's not easy going to a sports game. You got to pick your outfit. You got to get to the venue. You got to walk through corridors and tunnels and stairs, right, to find your seat. But then there's places like Yankee Stadium that just feel like home and you know your way around the stadium because you've been there so many goddamn times, which reminds me I have to take a trip to see the Yankees on the road in the future since thanks to Commissioner Robert Manfred, every team has to play every team in Major League Baseball. And that is great, which will then sidebar to me talking about MLB The Show 2024, Negro Leagues Edition. Sports historian, let me just, uh, to quote LA Knight, let me talk to you. <laughs> Baseball has been around since the 1800s. National League was formed in around 1873. The American League was formed in 1903. And baseball didn't become integrated until the great Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947. But yet some idiot wants to ask me, where's the racism in baseball? Do yourself a favor. Stop being a white, ignorant asshole and learn something. Stop living in this shroud of white privilege and white ignorance because again racism is ignorance but not only is racism ignorant ignorant ignorance yes excuse me racism is ignorant and the people who are racist show their ignorance and they also show how stupid they are because they can't mentally expand their weak simple minds into an entire world that exists outside of their weak whiteness. Well said. Thank you very much. Joe Rogan, you don't want no parts of the sports historian because I'll read you your rights. <laughs> and speaking of Joe Rogan, well, actually, we're going to just sidebar real quick to something else because this is like a freestyle. I'm honoring Kobe's memory in between. Uh, so Monique was on Shannon Sharp. I was watching it with my girl because we saw Monique stand up on Netflix and she is a proud, defiant black woman. Love her attitude. But um, I will say this much. When Shannon Sharp did the podcast with Cat Williams, I saw a lot of snippets and I didn't watch the entire podcast, which I believe was over two hours. So probably after the Super Bowl, in between the All-Star uh, game and break or before that, we're going to try to watch the whole Cat Williams day because oh, yeah, we saw weekend. the various hot topics that went viral over social media. Uh, so Monique, she clocked in at, I believe, over live access removed. So of no. course, hate oh. speech and hateful behavior. It's not hate speech. It's the truth. The truth, is, the truth hurts. They're, you're speaking about haters. Was it because of what you said earlier? Probably, probably so. The black ass or the assholes <laughs> or whatever. Of course. Uh, God forbid you speak the truth during Black History Month. And TikTok is a piece of shit, bullshit app and a very racist app. So Yeah, so I guess a lot of people who speak on the black truth get access denied to like you. <laughs> a lot of, you know, 
who mention white people. Amazing. Well, at least you got your thoughts out to people before, you know. Oh, well, I'm going to jump on the other account real quick, so. Yeah. Keep it, keep it light for the white ears. Well, I would definitely like this time to say on my podcast episode, fuck TikTok. So I will definitely go live on the other one real quick. Mm. And I'll probably get that pulled too. So, you know. <laughs> Put the fist up for Black History Month. We're black and we're proud. Black and proud, baby. Black and proud. God made us beautiful too. And you know what's funny? Only four people were in the live. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess they don't care who's in the live. Well, clearly, out of four people, you know, there's clearly that one hater, so... Of course. Yeah, he's offended. Well, then get off. Well, don't worry. I'm just, uh, sorry for the delay. I'm just uh, going to the other account, so... Mm. Just to keep the party going, you know? Plus, I have to look at myself since I'm wearing contacts. Okay, so... <laughs> So, uh, yes, so back to the topic at hand. So, Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, Monique. And, you know, Monique's talking about this audio thing that she has of Tyler Perry. And she's telling Shannon Sharp to look in the camera and repeat kind of like what he heard. And you could clearly see Shannon Sharp was uncomfortable about it. Uh, Monique is saying that her and Oprah are both big fat black women and you know it's 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 crazy right it's all <laughs> you know i would like to hope that monique is just saying it jokingly you know but she said that when she was teased she was always teased about being big and fat her words not mine and she's trying to get shannon sharp to say it podcast episode so thank you for whoever's tuning in Numbers don't really matter. I'm trying to get this podcast content out. But we are also acknowledging and remembering Kobe Bryant. So uh, this much I would like to say in regards to Shannon Sharp and his Club Shay Shay. I think he should invest in taking a journalism class and learn how to interview people. Because his interviewing skills... You know, and again, this is, I didn't watch the entire over two hours. I watched at least probably half of it. And, you know, Monique's talking about how Oprah took roles from her and, uh, you know, blacklisted her and Tyler Perry. And Shannon Sharp's questions just weren't, they weren't meshing with the theme of the interview. You know, and Shannon's like, well, maybe, you know, pin your goal. Shannon's like, well, you know, what would you like to say to her? And Monique is telling Shannon that he needs to address Oprah on his podcast show. And I'm just like, and you know, Shannon is skipping by it, right? Shannon is clearly uncomfortable with it. And, you know, Monique also makes a point that before Cat Williams that Shannon's previous guests were lying in his face about the reality of certain things. And, you know, Shannon Sharp's like, well, I didn't really know. And that's the problem. Why are you interviewing people if you don't really know? Like, again, Monique has a great, funny stand-up on Netflix. And, you know, did Shannon Sharp watch that 
Netflix episode because he's asking her questions that if you watched the Netflix special, that would have been your aunt, you know, it would have been answered for you. Or you could have said, hey, you know, I watched your Netflix show. I would like to question this. This actually is a podcast episode. So I'm recording doing double duty. But thank you. Uh, if you go to my other account, that's where it is. I was live there, but it got pulled for, you know, me being racist. <laughs> but even though society, as a black man, I can't be racist because my views don't affect nobody. But I can tell you this much. Dallas 84, Knicks 64, two minutes, six seconds left in the third quarter. So the Knicks are getting wiped right now. So all the Knicks fans talking about, oh, we're a championship contending team. No, you're not. <laughs> Sad but true. So back to Shannon Sharp. I would like to see him take a journalism class or two, especially when it comes to interviewing. I'm not saying, like, we all know that Steve Harvey undermined the late Bernie Mac and tried to take his movie role for Ocean's Eleven. Like, this isn't new. But Shannon's like, oh my God, Kat, are you serious? Are you for real? Like, you know, again, there are certain behind-the-scenes things I'm not expecting Shannon to know. Like Monique saying that Oprah was taking roles away from her. You know, her and Tyler Perry were lying about her being difficult to work with. Yes, they are wearing the Mamba jerseys today, or tonight, I should say. That'll be at 10 p.m. Yes, they will be wearing those. And uh, I'm decked out in my Black Mamba, honoring Kobe on 2 8 but again, I would give anything for Kobe and Gianna to still be with us today. But knowing that there's going to be one of eventually three statues. Wow. Like he's being immortalized forever. Well, hell, the first one, you know, I can only like this is a content creator's dream. If you're on the West Coast right now, sadly, I'm here in New York City. I got to make my way out West to be next to that beautiful bronze Kobe Bryant statue. The detailing, the muscles, like, it's really amazing what you could do with metal, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, Shannon Sharp, Monique, Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, take a journalism class, learn how to properly interview, because Monique trying to make Shannon a part of her drama with Tyler Perry and Oprah, it's wrong. It's the typical black thing. Crabs in a barrel. I see you trying to get out. I'm going to hold you back. Like Shannon Sharp, how long has he been doing this club Shay Shay? Does anyone know? A year, two years. But I know since he left Skip, this is his bread and butter. So as the interviewer, you should not be having your interviewee put you on the spot. If you have an issue with Tyler Perry, if you have an issue with Oprah, you deal with it. I'm giving you the platform for you to talk about it. Don't drag me into your bullshit since you heard the audio of Tyler Perry and you want Shannon Sharp to address Tyler Perry. Like multiple times, she's telling him, look into the camera, look into the camera. And Shannon Sharp is like, oh, 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 this is Shannon Sharp. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Monique, you need to stop playing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? And she's like, you heard what he said? And he's like, yup, yup, I heard what he said. She's like, say it. And he's like, you're right. You're 
Like, no, I'm not going to invite you on my platform to put me on the spot. That's your drama. That's your life. I'm sorry you lost millions, but I'm not responsible for that. And then talking about you need to get Tyler Perry on your show and I'll come through as a special guest with my husband since he doesn't want to meet with us in real life. What is this? What is this? And then Shannon Sharp's like, I got an executive producer. We kind of decide which way we're going to go with the show. You're losing it. Oh, Jesus. So the Lakers get Denver tonight and the Pelicans tomorrow? Good Lord. Am I watching the Super Bowl on Sunday? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I won't be streaming because the NFL loves to flag me and ban me for posting their precious NFL content. Thankfully, the NBA doesn't. Because I was able to play the full Kobe statue unveiling. The NBA is pretty good when it comes to playing their content. But the NFL, the NFL could honestly go fuck themselves. And I don't care what robot or moderator is out there. You hear me? NFL, you can go fuck yourselves for pulling my lives and suspending my accounts from going live because I'm showing your games on goddamn Sunday night and Monday night football, which is on regular TV. Fuck out of here. They made over $330 million with the presence of Taylor Swift. Thanks to Taylor Swift, women watching NFL games has increased by 10%. But I will tell you one thing. Roger Goodell is a genius. I read those business reports of how he's going to turn the NFL into a billion-dollar entity. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you going to turn a sport that only has, at the time, 16 games into a multi-billion-dollar entity? God bless the white man. And you could flag this live too. I don't give a fuck. God bless the white man because where you don't see the opportunity for money, the white man sees the opportunity for money. You want to catch an NFL game? Go to Peacock. Go to NFL.com. Go to YouTube. You know, it's like all over the place. Like the games are scattered all over the place. I'm surprised Apple TV isn't in on the action yet. But what do we have here? Amazon? Amazon, Peacock, for now, right? And then you have, of course, you know, Nationwide Sports Leader, Fox, and CBS. He And then, you know, licensing. I'm like, good Lord. Oh, Black Friday. The Black Friday game. I believe Amazon paid, I believe between 10 and $20 million for that one garbage-ass Black Friday game. And, of course, it would belong to the Jets. Taylor Swift is ruining the game. And how is Taylor Swift ruining the game? Is she on the field? Is she costing the Chiefs a game? Has Taylor Swift lost the game for the Kansas City Chiefs? Please let me know. Yes, the presence of Taylor Swift, the constant camera coverage, yes, it's annoying. But please speak with more detail. How is Taylor Swift ruining the game? Because I know when Kurt Warner went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots, 
Kurt Warner worked at a supermarket with his wife and two or three kids. And I think a couple of them were disabled. And in that Super Bowl, the camera stayed on Kurt Warner's wife, who looked like a poorer version of um, Peggy Bundy. She had the big hairspray hairstyle. And I'm like, can I watch this? Like, you're in a stadium. You're really going to keep the camera on Kurt Warner's ugly-ass wife the entire game? Or what about the Asian lady for, what was that, Sunday, Monday Night Football, the Chargers game? The Asian lady with the receding hairline? Like, you're really going to subject us to watch this Asian lady the entire game in a stadium with thousands of people? So the NFL ruins their game by giving constant camera coverage to people we don't need to see. When I last checked, Taylor Swift didn't run a uh, ruin or lose a game for the Chiefs. That would be Kadarius Tony. Let's see if he drops any passes this Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, WrestleMania, XL, press conference, The Rock, the Cody Crybabies. This is what life is about. Creating drama. And this is what we need. So with that being said, we have Dallas still leading the Knicks 88-71. And at this point, we will close down on the live and enjoy the rest of our night as I potentially get ready for the Lakers taking on the Denver Nuggets for a bit. We'll see how that works out. But again, 2-8-24, Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, Mamba Mentality, Gianna Bryant, now and forever, loved, missed. It was a beautiful ceremony. I'm glad I got to be able to see it. Made the TikTok about it. Again, catch me on TikTok at Sports Opinion Log. And now we will get ready for the Super Bowl. And I, the prophet, shall decree, look for the Kansas City Chiefs to, again, beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Thank you very much, sports fans nationwide, for tuning in. Until next time, Lex Anderson, I'm signing out.